Welcome to the Embodied Leadership Podcast hosted by yours truly, Rachel Fisher, mindset and energy coach and embodiment queen. This podcast is here to help you create sustainable transformation and success as a coach and entrepreneur. We'll be diving into all things regarding upgrading your beliefs, ditching self-sabotaging patterns for good, mastering your energy, embodying your magic as a leader, and rewiring your subconscious mind and body to create a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Let's dive in. Welcome back to this week's episode, everyone. I am super excited to have you here. We have a very special guest today, and what we're going to be diving into is all things regarding how to amplify your skill set if you are somebody who is running a sex education education business. We're also going to be talking about the power of having a simple business and the deep importance around truly feeling like your business has your back. I am joined here by Cameron, and I'm just so excited to connect with, with you, Cameron, because you have been somebody who's been on my radar now for several months. We connected on Instagram. I am such a big fan of your work. I think you're fucking amazing. And for all of you listening, she is a certified sex educator turned business coach, and she helps sex educators simplify their business for success. She's also an amazing host of the Become a Six Figure Sex Educator podcast. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. That was such a good intro. I'm like, okay, I'm hyped. I'm ready to come on now. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm super, super pumped. And I think it'd be really helpful to start this conversation just to kind of get people familiarized with who you are and really just like what led you to this point. So yeah, what led you to becoming a certified sex educator and what made you turn into more like the business coaching road? I'm super excited to hear about this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I love telling this story, honestly. So my background is actually in writing. So I like went to school, studied literature, thought I was going to be an English professor. Spoiler, that didn't happen. <laughs> but <laughs> after I graduated undergrad, I decided to go into freelance writing. I was like, I always knew that I wanted to work for myself. So I started off with freelancing and just like trying a whole bunch of different things. You know, I was in my 20s, living life, just like, let's just see what happens, right? So <laughs> I started noticing that I was writing a lot of culture pieces that explored the how and the why behind different things. I was really fascinated by sex and sexuality. I I don't know if this was influenced by my own processing, um, my own like recognizing that I'm queer and all these different things, but I just like was super curious about that. And I was writing for one piece. And I remember this was probably around 2000, late 2015, early 2016 at that point. And I was writing about sex educators. And I remember doing a Google search, like probably just like, you know, top like sex educators or whatever, something super basic like that. Right. And I saw all these people, um, all these like older, no offense, older white people. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I had this thought come to me of like, oh, I could do that. So I opened up another tab and I was like, how do you become a sex educator? And there were not as many resources as there are right now. Like right now, it's like you could throw a rock and you could hit like five different resources on how to get into the field. But back then it was like, I was getting blog posts with like outdated links and mm. 404 pages and just like shit that was just not updated, you know? But the things that were there, it gave me this little like sprinkle into like this world exists. Mm. And I always had that confidence of like, if I want to do something, that's enough validation for me. Because if I want to do it, then other people want to do it. So I might as well go out and do the thing that I want to do. Also, we live in a, like on a spinning rock in the middle of space. <laughs> so the thought never really like occurred to me of like, oh, but what if it doesn't work out? I just figured I would try it, see what happens. And like, I can still keep writing. So I made the decision to start researching different avenues into entering the space. And what people may not know about the sex education route is that 
there is a lot of like expertise and knowledge building that happens, right? It's not just like no shade, but it's not like you wake up and you just decide, I want to be a sex educator and like <laughs> you just like do it. Most people go the education route. So by that, I mean, they either go and they study inside of a formal postgraduate program or something like that, even get their master's or PhD and study like the the actual study of sexuality or they go the certification route, which is what I ended up doing. And I chose that route because I came from a non-sex educator background. I wanted to learn the foundational skills to be able to work with people directly so that I can, you know, achieve less harm and actually know what I was doing. (laughs) And for me specifically, I also knew that I like didn't want to commit to more school. I already had loans and was already like dealing with, you know, everything from undergrad. So I wasn't in a rush to go back to school. So my particular focus was like, let me see if I can find like a year long program that I could do mostly online. Again, this was 2016. So this is like before, again, all the resources and everything that are available today but I was very specific and very clear of what I wanted. So I ended up finding a program that was on the East Coast that like fit what my needs were and I went through it and I loved it and I learned a lot from it. But in that certification program, I started also noticing other things. I started, I talk about this with my clients of noticing the gaps. Mm. And one of the gaps that I noticed was that I always like had my hand raised and like had questions about, well, how do I do this like full time? How do I make this like my job Mm. and not just like something I'm doing on the side or something that I'm doing for someone else? Because again, I always knew that I was going to work for myself. I just didn't always have like a clear path. And so I started noticing on these calls, whenever I asked those questions and my instructors would always be like, camera, no, you can't do that, blah, 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 right? I started noticing other people would like take out their notebooks and also start like writing that down or like taking notes whenever I asked a question or even gave my perspective on something. And I said, hmm, maybe there's something here. And if this thing doesn't exist yet, maybe it should, because clearly this is a question that other people have too. Again, I don't know if it's confidence or arrogance or like, I I don't know. (laughs) Again, making the assumption that like, if I'm having these questions, or having these perspectives and other people are also interested in that thing, seeing that as validation that I might be onto something. Mm. So that's when I decided, okay, there's a need here and I'm not going to wait for somebody else to fill it. I'm just going to go out and do it again. I can always fall back and like be a traditional sex educator, right? I can always go back and like do all these other things. It's not like I lose the skills that I gained over this, like, over this training. I'm just finding a new way to add to it and go about this path that other people don't see yet, but they will after Mm. I do it. So that's what led me to decide to become a business coach for sex educators specifically. No one else is really talking about this. And still, even to this day, like no one talks about it in the way that I do because I have such a foundational structure and I really focus on helping sex educators to not just think about their specialization and not just think about their field, but start to think about how to step into the identity of being a sex ed business owner and Mm. what's required to do that in the simplest way possible so that they can actually have a business that they don't need to hover over or feel like they need to work at all hours in order to make it work or worse, which is what I see a lot of my clients coming to me with of like, they're burnt out because they're offering like monthly workshops and hour-long consultations, and they have no idea how to actually create an offer, how to market it and sell it, Mm. and then continue to improve it over time. Like Mm -hmm. really foundational like business skills, right? And I think that especially today, it's a non-negotiable. If you want to do something full-time, especially if you want to be in a field like sex education or even be in the online business space, doesn't matter what niche or what industry you're in, you have to know how to master the foundations. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's what I really focus on. I bring all that together in a way that no one else does in the field. And here we are. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. And thank you for sharing all of that. And it's so, it's so amazing how like you just followed those breadcrumbs, you know, mm-hmm. like you or like your intuition, even it's like you were led to this beautiful place. And like you said, it's so important to have those foundational skills, like regardless of what you're doing, because I think what can happen is people get really caught up in the, in the like minutiae of like, Oh, I want like all the money and all the clients and all the things because it's like exciting, but then they're bypassing the like sustainability, which is actually learning how the fuck to do the thing and then burning out. So I would love for you to kind of share a little bit more about what it, it actually means to have a sex education business. And like, what does that even look like for you and your clients? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love this question. And it's so like, it's so important. And I really want to drive home as well, that if you're listening to this and you're not in the sex education space, everything that I talk about still applies to you. Mm -hmm. I just do it in a super specific niche, which I think is such a superpower, right? Because I think there's an even deeper level of mastery that you need to have to be in a space that's so hyper-focused and especially a field like sexuality and sex education that's so shadow banned and censored and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 all the things, right? So anyway, um, I'm sorry, the question. Yes. So what does it actually look like and like mean to have like a sex education business? Yeah. So a, to me, a sex education business really takes the core components of sex education of helping people to have liberatory pleasure focused sex education, but doing it in a way where we're not like shying away from the realities of what's required to do that work. Mm. So in the sex education space, there's so much hyper focus again on like access and information and liberatory practices and all these really important things. And I stand behind that. And I also stand behind the fact that like none of these things should be gatekeeped. Like everyone should have equal access to it. I think the problem with it though, is that being in a space that is so like I don't want to say controversial, but like from the outside looking Mm. in, like it Mm -hmm. is because people don't like to talk about sex. They get uncomfortable. They have their own biases with it and whatever. Right. And all of that impacts our ability to do this work. Mm. So one of the things that I think is really important for sex educators specifically in stepping into the identity of being a sex ed business owner is because we don't have the luxury of relying on the other resources that other online business owners do. So by empowering other folks in the field to be able to be their own angel investors, essentially, by creating businesses that can fund all the free and the lower cost and the, you know, um, all the other things that they want to do in service of that mission, I don't think that the two need to be separated. Mm. But it's often this fear of not wanting to like leave anyone out or not wanting to sell out or, you know, whatever. Right. And I think that these two things can coincide. Like you don't have to choose between helping people and making money. You can do both and you can do both in a way that is in integrity with you. And I think that it is of the greatest service to make sure that your cup is filled, make sure that you are not in a place where you're worried about like your next meal or paying rent next month you need to be in a space if you were going to provide a service for other people that you are yourself fully supported and what that looks like is being a successful business owner is knowing how to market and sell so that you can actually provide those things and even inside of my own business something that I think is really interesting is I talk to clients and I talk to colleagues and whenever I like we're just having a conversation sharing ideas right and there's always this comment that comes up of like, oh, make sure you don't like give away too much. And I always think that that's so interesting Mm. because if you are really in this process and you are truly embodying being a sex ed business owner, I don't think there's a thing as giving away too much because I give all the time. Like I give so much in my free content, in my podcast, my email list, like there's tons of free content and it's not like fluffy shit either. It's like things you can actually take and you can like, I'm telling you what to do. Yes. <laughs> in the Instagram post, I'm telling you what to do in stories. I'm telling you what to do in the podcast. You can go on, you can apply that and you can like get all these results right now. 
And I think there's such a power with that, but in, you know, this idea that we need to keep all of our good ideas for our paid offers, it's like, but why though? (laughs) What does it actually do in service of this mission if I reserve helping people only for like paying clients, if I'm not thinking about my future clients, Mm -hmm. if I'm not thinking about the people in my community who I want to help, which is the whole point of doing this work, period, right? It's being of service, but like, again, making the decision that I don't have to choose between both so that by having a business where I am deciding I'm going to be successful, I'm going to be a successful coach, what that looks like for me is creating a business where, yes, I'm getting paid to service my clients in a deeper way inside of the container of my paid offer, which is like why it's here. But also it allows me the flexibility to also help people before they even pay me as well. So, yes. Oh, I love that so much. And I definitely resonate with that. I think that one of the big things is like, it's like the whole thing is is like your, your free content could be paid content. Like, it's not Mm -hmm. like, you know, it doesn't have, it's not like this conditional thing where it's like, Oh, I got to make sure that it's like, you know, doesn't give too much. It's like, you know, have it be so potent and powerful that people are like, holy shit, she just gave that for free. Wow. Imagine what it's like in her paid containers of like, this is her free content. That holy part. shit. Right. That and part. even like something that I know that like a, an edge that I rubbed up against about a year ago when I started my podcast, I was also like creating a program simultaneously. And I remember going to my coach and being like, what do like, it's like the content in my podcast, like, it's like similar to what I'm asking people to pay for. She's like, yeah, but that's the whole point. Like your podcast could be a paid thing. Mm-hmm. You're deciding to give it for free. And so that really speaks into that, like abundant state of being where it's like, I know that this comes back to me because again, being of high service and being a wealthy fucking human are the same, like they go they go hand in hand, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm like nodding along because like all of this is true. It's like something I'm constantly thinking about is like, what is of the highest and greatest good for my current and future clients? Mm. Yep. And I see everybody in my community, whether they've paid me or not as a current or a future client. So it's like, I'm constantly thinking of and creating from this place of what do they need to hear today? What are they struggling with? What is something that can encourage them to continue to move forward? What's something that's going to help them to get unstuck and take this invitation possibly to take action, whether it's like the action is yes, sign up for my program, but the action could also be like, apply this thing that I'm talking about, really sit with it and think about why, you know, why that resistance is there or thinking about a challenge in a new way. Like all of that, I think also stems from what you're talking about of this place of abundance. And again, just like wanting to serve. And I think having that redefinition is so important because a lot of folks I think are terrified of selling, but I see selling and marketing as just like you're creating invitations, right? People can you know, whether they take me up on it today, tomorrow, next year, like none of that is my business. And I don't really like, you know, none of that really matters, but it's starting from this place of like, I want to help people. How can I help them with what I have right now? And also how can I help them in a capacity where I am, you know, exchanging where there's an exchange of money for it as well? Absolutely. And, you know, something that I, I look at too is, you know, especially when I'm like looking at investing in a coach, right? It's like when I'm, you know, digesting their, their free content, I'm like taking what I'm learning and I'm applying it. And then I'm like, holy shit, if I actually pay to work with this person then I can have their laser, like their laser focused on my specific needs and mm-hmm. then I can apply whatever it is that I'm resonating with in, a, in even a more profound way, because I'm going to have that support. And that's the thing, right? Is like, I think a lot of people forget that like coaching isn't just about information. Like you are having somebody 
truly in a supportive role for you, you know, and there's someone that you can lean into and receive feedback. And that's not something you you don't necessarily get feedback from like free content. And that's also the difference too. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm getting value. And it's like, that's why I guess make your fucking free content super potent because like, that's where people are starting to like truly feel you and understand what it could be like to work with you. And then when they work with you, that's when they're really getting that like amplified support where they're getting feedback and guidance and accountability, which they don't necessarily get through that free content. And so I love what you were saying, like just about not reserving, you know, your, your magic, reserving your desire to be of service for your specific paid programs. Cause like you said, I think one of the biggest things, and I like, I love talking about this too, is like, if you're not, if you're a coach and you're not in it to help people, like you're in the wrong fucking industry. Like truly, like, it's like, we have to kind of get back to those basics of, yes, I love the money. Yes. I love the freedom. Yes. I love all of that. And I, I'm absolutely deserving and worthy of having all of it. But I also got into this specific industry because I fucking care about people. Mm -hmm. I love helping people. And people sometimes get so far away from that specific part because they're so focused on, I need to make the money. I want to be super successful. I want to make sure I look really good. Cool. But like, what's the why behind that? We have to kind of get back into integrity with that deep purpose of being of service. You're, you're saying so many words right now. Yes. And it just, it goes back to, I think, all right. So this might be kind of a spicy segue I like this place <laughs> I think that it's so interesting how there's been like kind of this exodus of people leaving the coaching industry or like uh declaring that like coaching doesn't work and I'm just like the problem isn't the coaching industry the problem is bad coaching yep that might ruffle a few feathers but I always think that like that's so interesting because it's like you said like there's so much that goes into coaching and it's it's not about any of those other things. I kind of, I think about it like this, right? If we are starting from this place of wanting to help people and constantly being in service of the highest and greatest good of our current and future clients, a consequence of that action is of course, people are going to want to pay to be in these containers with me. Of course, people are going to want to be in my energy. Of course, of course, of course, I'm going to get all the things that I desire because I am in service and in integrity of this mission. So I'm using consequence. I want to be very clear. Like, it's not a bad thing. It's not something to run away from. It's just like, it's the result of the actions that we're taking, right? Mm-hmm. Is kind of the way that I see it. So it's like, in this conversations or whenever I see someone that's declaring like coaching is bad or coaching doesn't work, it's like, no, bad coaching doesn't work. Yes. <laughs> when we are, you know, when folks are just like thinking they can just, put up a digital course and just make money and sit back and not have to do anything. It's like, no, there's work that goes into this. And there is, you have to constantly pour into yourself. You have to invest Mm. in your learning. You have to invest in your skills. You have to practice and work on building a really solid, strong foundation before you do anything else. And something that I also like talk with my clients about you, honestly, you have to earn the right to like have passive income you have to earn the right to get clients on like automatically without doing any work you have to like that comes from really having a solid understanding of how to create how to be of service how to market how to sell and also doing the deep daily self-work of recognizing you are also not your business you're Mm -hmm. a whole human being and if you're creating your business to fill this void in your life because you are unfulfilled in like your marriage or your life, or you're just like, you don't like your life very much. That's not in service to anybody. And it's especially not in service of you providing the highest and greatest good for other people. You can't help anyone, you know, when in that space. So it's like really deeply understanding that and looking at coaching as any other profession, Mm -hmm. right? And not just declaring that it doesn't work just because there's like every other profession there there are people who are not in integrity with that mission, right? Yeah, that's so powerful. I like just got like so many goosebumps because it's so true. Like I honestly look at coaching as like one of the most sacred 
paths that you can take because you're like, again, if you're in integrity, you're literally choosing a path of being of service, like Mm -hmm. to helping people transform in some way, shape or form, regardless of what it is that you, what, whatever, like niche you're in or what have you. Right. And that's something too. It's like, people have to remember like what you were talking about around, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a practice. Like, I think a lot of people, you know, get, it's like flashy, right? Like entrepreneurship, be your own boss, Mm -hmm. be free. Like, I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's enticing, right? Like so many people are like breaking free from this, like, fucking shitty like social bullshit that happens that we've all Mm. been conditioned by but what happens is people forget that like you're building a fucking business dude you're not just a coach you're also a ceo you're responsible for money you're responsible for customer service you're responsible for making sure that you know you're taking care of yourself as well like there's so much that goes into it and that's why i feel like it's it's so crucial for people to like start to like step into that like CEO role as they're also being a coach, because Mm -hmm. otherwise you, you know, sometimes you fall on the other spectrum too, where you're just like super, super great at coaching, but then you're not handling your shit in the back end and you feel like you're drowning. So, and I've been there. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm preaching my own choir. (laughs) Like it's, there's so much that goes into it. And I really love, that like the whole piece around it all is really just integrity and, and asking for what you need, making sure that you're also being supported, right? Like mm-hmm. being willing to receive that support too, because I think sometimes people as well, I mean, this is just kind of like another little spicy side note. Mm. Like some people are like, well, coaching doesn't work, but like, you're not fucking coachable. You're not allowing yourself to be coached. You know what? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about <laughs> that for a minute. I think <laughs> it's like, yes, ab- absolutely. And something that I think is really interesting, I was just having a conversation with a friend about this today. Um, We were talking about like, essentially different changes in technology and social media. And she was like, you know, she had put up on her stories, like, what do you all think? And I was like, "I, I think I have a little bit of a different take because I am deciding I'm just not going to keep up with all these different changes. I'm just not because... I'm going to focus on what works for me. What works is building my coaching business and then allowing that coaching business to fund other things that I want to do, but getting really good and really clear on mastering the foundation of being a really fucking amazing coach before I do Mm. anything else. So I'm not going to worry about what's going on with Facebook or (laughs) the changes happening on Instagram or the algorithm or like, exhausting myself to like dance on reels and dance on TikTok. like I'm just I'm I'm choosing to just opt out because I know that what works is focusing on what works for me yes and there's such a power in saying that and it's so interesting that a majority of the like just coaching field in general I think leans the opposite way of the way to success is by chasing after these other trends and I'm not bashing them because they like everything works Reels work for people. Webinars work for people. Selling in the DMs work for people. But I think it's, again, it really goes back to mastering the foundation. And when you do that, instead of focusing on the cheat code or how to skip steps or the shortcut, it's like you recognize that you have a deeper level of mastery Mm. and you create those skills that can transfer to anything else. So like whatever I want to do, beyond coaching if I want to get into investing or I want to get into like whatever right I just like how I took my writing skills and took my skills that I gained in certification and brought that into my coaching business everything I'm learning as a business coach I can then apply to whatever else I want to do yeah how powerful is that and at such a deeper level of just like awareness and growth and mastery then if I made the decision that like, I'm just going to chase after trends. Yes. And that's really speaking to, you know, having a legitimate fucking business, not an Instagram business or a TikTok business. And there's nothing, you know, again, these apps are amazing. Like I am so grateful for Instagram. I am Mm -hmm. so fucking grateful for that app every single day because it has brought me connection. It's brought me amazing, like relationships together. It brought us together. Like I fucking, I'm so grateful, but I, I, 
I also, I remember being like, oh my God, I got to get TikTok. Oh, I got to do Clubhouse. Oh, fuck. I don't like Clubhouse. Oh, like, and it's like you said, it's like those become a really masterful coach and get that like super solid. And you will naturally from that like mastery have the confidence to make sales. You'll have the fucking grounded energy to like, you know, do the damn thing. And like you said, those skills you can take to anything. It's like, you want to write a book awesome. You want to invest money in fucking crypto. Awesome. Like you have Mm -hmm. the capacity to trust yourself because you're not chasing either. You're not chasing the next thing and the next thing, the next thing to try to fill this void of I'm not successful yet. You become a Mm. masterful coach. You become a masterful business owner, no matter fucking what, it doesn't matter what happens to social media. You have a fucking business. You're an amazing coach and you are successful because you trust yourself and you know that to your fucking core. Exactly. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier too, about like one earning the right to like, it's not that you're not brilliant, but it's just like, you have to like, you know how to, you have to know how to do the one-on-one before you do the one-on-two. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you have no experience with selling, what makes you think that you can just jump ahead to like selling in the DMS or like, having passive income like no you have to like start from the bottom you have to understand like what it means to sell you need to have sales conversations with people Mm -hmm. and then you know once you master that and you can have that conversation that converts then it's like okay what avenue do I want to take this to what like any kind of advanced skills that I want to bring into this so I also want to segue into something that we've been kind of dancing around, which is like the safety and security inside of your business as well. I think this is such an important topic that people really don't think about in building their business and it needs to be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I love this conversation so much because this is something that I have been doing heaps of work around the past two years since going full-time in my business. Cause it was one thing when I had a job, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. I know where money's coming from all the time. Yeah. And it was a whole other ball game when I went full-time in my business and I was mm-hmm. like, Holy shit. I have to rely on me. I have to learn to trust me. I have to learn to feel secure in me. And then I bring that security to my business. My business doesn't create security. I create inner security and I fucking bring that to the table so that my business is sustainable And one of the things that, you know, I think that is just so important, you actually made a post about this a couple months ago. And I just, I I fucking love your content. When we're talking about free content, I'm like, girl, I get, I get so much value out of your free content. Thank you. You made a post around the importance of truly feeling like your business has your back. And I'd love for you just to speak into that a little bit because it's so important. Yeah. I, okay. I, we talked about this before we started recording, but I think I do want to share this because it's, it is really important and it really helped to bring this home for me. So first for context, I'm hard headed. So like everything that I'm saying in this, I, I have to learn myself like these, I'm not dragging y'all. I'm dragging myself. I just want to make that clear. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Always learning. Always. Yeah. Like it's, I promise I'm not attacking anyone but myself. But I, when I started my business, I grew exceptionally fast. Like it took me 15 months to grow from zero to multiple six figures. That's, Mm. that's lightning speed in online business time, right? That's like nothing. And something that I have only kind of started sharing a little bit about, I was in a really unhealthy relationship uh, during that time to the point where, I mean, multiple things happened, but one of the biggest things was that like my business was a constant fighting point and it was this constant, like, I don't know, space where I didn't feel safe in that relationship. I didn't feel safe in the environment I was in. I didn't feel like myself. And my business was one of the only things that I could control. Mm. And so I think that added to why a lot of my success happened. And I didn't realize it until um, over the summer in July, 2021, we moved across country. And then two weeks after we moved, uh, there was a breakup that happened Mm. so I went from having like everything was fine to like everything suddenly wasn't fine and I was thrust into pretty much like 
survivalist space, right? Of like, I need to figure out where I need to live. Like, I need to figure out how my basic needs are going to be met. Like, shit got real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it got very, very real. And so that started so much healing that needed to happen. But when I say I talk about being coachable, I fought tooth, nail, fist, foot. I fought the entire process because I didn't want to hear it. I was, again, being hard-headed. Why can't I keep doing things like they were before? Why can't things just be like how they were before? Like, I just like wasn't hearing, you got to sit down and journal and be in your feelings. Mm. For what? No, I want to make money. I want to, I want to have all these things. But the minute that I started this healing process was when change happened. And of course, I'm saying it now because I'm on the other side. Yeah. And like, I think <laughs> when you're in it, the last thing you want to hear is like, just journal, just be in your feeling. Like no one wants to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But I had, like, I say this from the bottom of my heart. I had to go through that to learn that lesson that I, one, am not my business. Mm. And two, in the rebuilding of my business, right? I have to prioritize feeling safe and secure and Mm -hmm. what that looks like in ways beyond whether or not people are buying right now. Yep. Whether or not people are in my DMs, whether or not people are liking my posts. And something that one of the many lessons that I learned in this process was that all of that is just ego shit. That's all like, it's just shit that like makes me feel better. It makes me feel good when people like my posts. It makes me feel good when I get messages of like, I bought this thing. I took this action from Cameron and it was amazing and blah, blah, blah. That makes me feel good. And there's no like judgment for that, right? The problem becomes when we construct our entire business or our entire life around chasing after that feeling. Mm. That's some things become a problem. And I think that there was a lot of that in my business before where I was creating, like I had a ton of offers. I was burnt out all the time. I was exhausted. And then like, I wasn't pouring back into myself. My personal life was non-existent because I was pouring everything into my business. But now I will tell you, one of the coaches that I work with, like, I, I can't thank Kirsten enough. Like, I feel like she saved my life and she saved my business. And I remember like, I would send her like seven, 10 minute long, like boxer messages of me crying and just being like, it's not working. Nothing's happening. And one of the things that she told me to do, I'll never forget this was she told me to take a break. Mm. And I had so much resistance to that because I was like, what do you mean? Take a break. I have no clients. I have no, like all these things are not happening in my business. And I don't know how I'm going to like have my needs met. Like, what do you mean? Take a break. And she's like, take a break. Mm. Don't think about work for the next, like it was a Friday. She's like, don't think about work until Monday, do something else. So I made the decision that I was going to be coachable because I wanted a different outcome. Mm. And by Monday, I had a new client. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. And it wasn't just the fact that I had a new client. It was the fact that when that happened, I realized like all these things about myself that weren't dependent on that client signing. Like it was somebody like, yes, that had like, I don't think we had a conversation. I don't think we had a sales call. They just signed up, right? Which was like a great feeling. And I was like, yay, it's working. (laughs) I have evidence. But also because I had taken that time away from my business, I began to think about how do I want to fill my time? Mm. What are things that I actually enjoy again? How do I want to decorate my new space that I have? Like all these other things that like bring me joy outside of my business. So when that like I got that notification like yes I was happy but also I was so happy because I no longer needed that external validation in order to feel safe in my business I actually felt like my business could go on without me hovering over it without me doing all the things it can just exist on its own and it can do what it is structured to do which is Mm -hmm. operate as a business 
and then support me in the process. With that support, I have all this freedom. There are all these things that I can do, right? And so I think that's a really important component. It's not just about, like to me, when I talk about building a successful business, it's not just about the cash months or like the clients and like all that other shit. And like, yes, again, those things are nice. And I'm not going to say like, I don't desire them, but I'm no longer depending on them to define whether or not I am a successful coach because I already made the decision. I'm a successful coach. <laughs> yes. Period. Yes. Like it, it doesn't matter if I have zero clients right now, if I have 20 or hundred, like I'm a successful coach. I'm operating as that and everything else is a consequence of that decision but it starts from that oh fuck yes oh my gosh fucking love that thank you so much for sharing that piece of your story because I know that that's very relatable for me very relatable for the audience too that listen to this podcast it's like that shift from external validation to internal validation is life-changing and it really is like just hearing you say too like you know like actually allowing yourself to like meet your own needs through taking a break gave your business this like even almost like permission to support you it's like hey I'm actually gonna I'm gonna trust you now because they're like I like I like to look at business as this like entity right like we have a relationship with this thing and it's not who we are right it's not like we aren't our fucking business when people say their business is their baby no it's not yeah no No, your business is a thing that you've created and you get to stop treating yourself like an employee in the thing you've created. And it's like so, so powerful because I, I've been there so many times too. Like I, I, there's been many times where I've just had my foot on the fucking gas and it's like, oh, if I take my foot off, everything's going to crash and burn. Not fucking true, but you convince yourself that it's true to the point where you're so tired and then the moment you meet your own meat, I've had it happen too, where I've like, I'm fucking turning my phone off for the weekend. I'm going up, up Island. I'm going to go hang at the beach. Mm-hmm. Literally after doing that, someone signs up and it's like this physical evidence of like, yo bitch, you need to start meeting your own needs. Like if my, your business isn't, isn't the source of, you know, meeting all your needs. Like it's just not. And if you're treating it as such, it's no wonder that you're That's feeling right. this like fucking clusterfuck of energy essentially you know and I I just I resonate so deeply with that and that's something that I help so many of my clients with because it's so easy to fall into that pattern so easy so easy you know and you think because you you especially depending on what your survival patterns are your life your like personal lived experience you know one of my survival patterns was like I gotta fucking do the thing if I don't do the thing, I'm not going to be okay. If I don't, if I don't like keep fucking going, mm. I don't, if I don't suck it up. If I don't just go for it, it's not happening because I learned Damn. that, right. That was a yeah. learned behavior as a child. Like, Hey, if you don't, like you're, you gotta fucking keep going girlfriend. Right. Yeah. That's what translated in my business. And then all of a sudden my inner child was running my business. And so it's like, I'm learning that. I think that that's another piece I kind of want to just touch on real quick is like, be compassionate towards yourself, right? Like anyone listening, like know that like the way you're operating, like it's, it's there to keep you safe. Like there's something there that is happening and it's a result of some part of you not feeling safe. And so meeting that part with love and compassion is, is so important so that we don't end up becoming this like drill sergeant to ourselves and like, basically shaming ourselves to change, right? Like that's super, super important as well. Oh my gosh, there's so much with that. And yes, <laughs> it's it's so interesting too, because, you know, working with sex educators in particular, like it's so interesting how many of us, myself included, neglect our own pleasure practices for the sake mm. of growing our business. It's like, we think that we can't like walk and chew gum at the same time. So we're like, no, we're going to just do this thing. And it's like, you can, you can do both. Yes. You can yes. do both. Like you can, you can have fun and pour into yourself with things that have nothing to do with business. They're solely for your own enjoyment and your own growth and your own evolution. And a consequence of doing that is you become a better business owner. Yes. 
And something I'm, I'm really, really glad that you touched on this as well and that we're talking about this because it goes back to what I was saying too and why I'm not against having an Instagram business, but it's just like, if you're going to have a business, have a simple business that can exist without you. Mm-hmm. Pour into those things. And something that I, how I talk about this with my clients, with my own experience is like working with my nature and not against it. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm an introverted person and I'm also lazy. Like, I don't like to, I don't like to work all the time. So <laughs> thinking about that, I'm like, okay, having a TikTok or an Instagram business is going to require me to constantly be creating content. And I don't want to do that. So what actually, like, let me look at the data of what actually works mm. by that. I mean, like, what are the action steps that I've taken in order to get clients, right? Like starting from that. And then how can I like build upon that in a way that doesn't require me to be present? So for me, one, like what's been so great has been pouring into my evergreen content, Mm. you know, being really consistent, not constant, but being really consistent with my podcast and with my email list. Mm. People can listen to that whenever. They don't need me to be physically present in order to like, you know, read the email, sign up for the email list, um, to listen to the podcast episodes. They don't need me to be hanging out with them doing that. They don't even need me to be present to like learn about what the Sex Ed Business Academy is, my group coaching program, or to apply to work with me one-on-one. You don't need me to be present for that. I... So I structure my business to have those pieces kind of operate for me. And that's part of why it's so important to have a simple business, to really be able to focus in on like the one to two offers that are going to give you the highest return, pouring into that, really mastering the foundational skills of marketing and selling. You don't need to do all this extra stuff. Like mm-hmm. Instagram now becomes optional and it becomes a lot more fun to show up because the pressure isn't there for every single sale to be like, you're converting clients immediately yes. from it, right? It becomes like, if I want to do TikTok, now I can do it as like an extra thing. Yep. Um, you know, it, it becomes like all this pressure gets taken off and like things now are coming from a place of pleasure, of ease, of fun, of understanding the place that we're at in our like business owner journey and evolution. Mm-hmm. And because we have invested in the foundation, now we can actually, like, it makes sense to think about these things Yes. versus someone who is maybe like just starting out. You don't need to about, you don't need to worry about what's going to scale because you don't have anything to scale yet. Mm-hmm. Let's yes. sell, let, let's get you selling something first. And then selling that thing consistently. And then once the demand is built, now we can talk about, okay, there's, there's too many people here. How can we like scale it in a way that's going to be easier for me? But like, until you get to that point, don't worry about like the 10th step, worry about the next step that's in front of you. Yes. So all those things like really pour into having a simple, successful business that you don't need to hover over or like constantly be working it. It can just work on, it can do its thing because you've designed it to do that. Mm -hmm. And you can go out and live your life and trust that your business has your back. Fuck yes. Oh, that's so powerful. And, And that's, that's really such a huge, huge piece of just inspiration and insight for people. It's like, stop making it more complicated than it needs to be. Right. Don't like kind of like put your blinders on focus. Like, yes, there's lots of different shiny things out there, but like when you can focus and simplify and create something that is from your heart and that you're passionate about and you can get your energy behind because you know, you know it. Like, it's like, this is the fucking, this is my shit, you know? Like I can talk about this all day. That is like the most important important thing it's not about like let me chase all of these shiny things and try to like you know make everything happen at at once it's like what what's sustainable like what can you what do you have energy for even too right it's like like you said working with your energy is everything I mean even you know like even today I was like 
dude, Rachel, why the fuck do you keep doing these like more masculine tasks in the afternoon when your brain shuts off? Like, no wonder you're fucking frustrated. And I was like, huh, like, well, what if instead of having like a three hour leisurely morning, which don't get me wrong, I fucking love. Um, why don't you take, you know, 45 minutes to do that thing while you have the capacity. And all of a sudden this morning, I was like, holy shit, this feels so good. All these ideas are coming to me. Oh man. Wow. Because mm-hmm. another thing I even said to my client today, I was like, I also just reframed like what that task represented. I was like, okay, so I know that I'm like a very, you know, intuitive spiritual person. So what if I, before I do this task, I look at it as, you know, God, the universe creating through me and I'm I'm still in my like feminine flow, right? Like I'm still mm-hmm. in that like vibey morning energy, but I'm doing this task that before I was fucking frustrating because I was operating super from my head and having like just no fucking luck because I was frustrated and tired. Now I'm just going to shift and operate and work with my energy. And all of a sudden this thing was like, oh, (laughs) why didn't I just do this in the first place? So it's like, you you just got to learn what works for you. And again, you know, speaking into the work that you do with people, it's like getting that support in the beginning of your business is so important. I mean, I, I, started my business through um, getting certified as a coach and in that certification had a coach. And then I invested in a business coach like immediately after, because, you know, it's in my opinion, and, you know, I'm not saying that anybody has to work with a coach by any means, but Mm -hmm. I think it's very valuable to get the support that can help teach you those foundational skills so that you can learn a lot faster than trying to do it all on your own and like, you like kind of getting thrown off by all the shiny things that, you know, exist in the world. Yes. And having the discernment of knowing what exactly you need the support with yes, and taking the time when finding a coach that's going to be an integrity with that, mm-hmm. not rushing to like work with this coach because like somebody you follow on Instagram, like works with them. Like I've made that mistake and don't do it. It's not worth it. But instead, really thinking about like, what do I need, right? So if you're somebody that desires to structure your business in the way that I structure my business and the way that I teach through my tested and proven frameworks, aka having the receipts and not just, you know, me regurgitating something that I experienced one time, mm-hmm. like that's, that's being an integrity, right? And it's so, so important for people to have discernment when they're choosing like who they're investing from, whether that's through a paid offer or even listening to like free content, like this podcast, right? Like if you're listening to somebody who business advice doesn't stem from a place you want to be at, like, don't listen to them. <laughs> it's really like, yeah. it's that simple. Like surround yourself with like evidence of what you believe to be true. I believe that business can be simple and successful and that everyone can do it. Doesn't matter if you have no niche, if you have a super specific niche, I believe in really building in the foundational skills that can transfer to anything that you want to do and teaching that in depth inside of my program. So like, that's who I attract into my programs, people that also believe those things and that specifically want that tailored support for that. Just as I believe like those are your clients as well. Absolutely. And that kind of leads into the the last thing I wanted to ask you. And even just before that, like, that's where that embodiment piece comes into play, right? It's like when you're deeply embodied in your values, when you are deeply embodied in your work, it's natural that you'll start attracting people in your space that are like-minded because you are a physical representation of something that they are drawn to you know, in whatever way that looks like, you know, Mm -hmm. if you are somebody who, again, is very rooted in having a simple business, and you are embodying that you are showing, hey, this is what I do. This is how I do things. Naturally, someone who also wants that is like, damn, I want someone what she has, like, that's Mm -hmm. fucking sweet, right? It's like, it's, it's so important to like, integrity, embodiment, like these things are like such crucial components to having a successful and a sustainable business. And so, that leads me to asking you, what does being an embodied leader mean to you? I love this question. Um, to me, being an embodied leader is 
having again like what we've been talking about like investing in the foundation investing in what works and being committed to that so even when things pop up and it's like oh I could do this I could do that I could do all these different things right I'm committing every single day to the process that's in front of me I'm committing every single day to what works and showing up in service of the highest and greatest good of my current and future clients Mm. trusting that my business has my back and then also not at the same time while I'm doing all these things not making my business my everything anymore like having a full interesting pleasure-filled life beyond work having hobbies again yes like (laughs) doing all these different things that bring me joy and realizing that they're so like they all work together right I think that's what makes an embodied leader and somebody that is really unafraid in showing up and really sharing that because the world like needs our brilliance I think one of the most selfish things that we could do is like keep all the ideas all these thoughts all these things in like to ourselves Mm -hmm. and not sharing them out with the world so even like with all of this, whatever part of this podcast episode resonated for you, right? Like think about the change that is going to happen for you now that like you've heard this and like you're sitting with it and it it has changed you, right? How selfish would that be if like I had just not shared it? If like we didn't have this episode, if this podcast itself didn't exist, right? I think all of that pours into like what makes an embodied leader and I want to be also very clear and intentional that like it also has nothing to do with how many years of experience you have or whether you're certified or like whatever other thing you're telling yourself that you quote-unquote need before you start Mm. it's just like you've noticed throughout the interview like I've been very intentional of like saying I made the decision because it, I think it really starts from that. Everything else comes after the decision is made, whether or not this is the identity you are stepping into, mm-hmm. whether or not you are going to do this thing. Like it starts with the decision that you make. Oh, yes. Decision is one of the most potent frequencies that there is when you decide magic starts to happen and so I I love I love that so much and it's been such a deep pleasure and honor to have you in this space I'm so grateful for all of the magic that you shared and your story and just yeah your time everything I know that anybody listening to this has absolutely received some incredible insight and transformation like I don't think anybody listening to this is what will walk away without being like holy shit yeah I needed that today so I mean if you if you did I mean hope you have a good day but yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean I mean I I fucking I I feel transformed so (laughs) you know and I would love for you to share with everybody where you can be found what you got going on and all the things all the things. Okay. So here we go. Check it. So you can hang out with me on Instagram at the Cameron Glover. Um, just my first name and last name. I also, so this is recording before it's actually live, but I think it will be live by the time this goes up. I'm actually for November. I made the decision that I am not going to do a traditional Black Friday, whatever launch. Instead, I have a private podcast that I'm releasing into the world. It's called the Simple Sexuality Business Podcast. And it's so, so good. It's a private show um, where you have to sign up to get access to it. And it just dives really deep into like making the process of building a simple sexuality business, like so simple. People always ask me, well, how simple is it, camera? I'm like, it's simple, but <laughs> clearly I need to like lay it out, right? So that is going to be launching November 1st. You can find that at successfulsexed.com slash simple podcast. And you can grab that. 
You can also listen to the Become a Six-Figure Sex Educator podcast. You, you can just listen to that on whatever platform that you listen to podcasts on. And if you would like to work with me to dive deeper into some of the things that we talked about, I have two programs. My group coaching program is called the Sex Ed Business Academy. This is where I help you to create, market, sell, and deliver your high-ticket live program. And then I also have a few spaces for one-on-one coaching where I dive deep into supporting folks and really refining, restructuring, and ultimately like scaling their business to feel safe and supportive for all the things that they want. So all that can also be found um, on my website, successfulsexed.com or link in bio or just you know, all the other places you'll, you'll find links. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes for everybody. Um, I'm super, super grateful. Like I said, this has been such a juicy episode and I feel super fucking energized by this conversation. And for anyone listening, definitely feel free to reach out to either of us. Let us know your takeaways. Feel free to screenshot the episode, tag us on your stories. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope you all have the most magical day and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Embodied Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us reach more coaches and entrepreneurs just like you. And also don't forget to check out our blog each week, which you'll find in the show notes. I would absolutely love for you to take a screenshot and share this episode to your Instagram stories and tag me at I am Rachel Fisher. I can't wait to see you next week. Talk to you soon.